Hello, friends. This is Bill Jesus Christ wore nuts for Jesus. I just played nuts. We're in Hebrews 10 today. Still moms uh, doing vacation. Not vacation. I'm taking care of mom after hip replacement surgery. It just seems like a vacation because I'm with mom. <laughs> Me and her have been close our whole lives. So I'm not really a mama's boy per se. I don't live in that shadow. I think most guys like that, they live in that shadow of their mom. My mom's not like that. She never wanted to cast a shadow over us. Really cool mom. She always wanted us to do what we wanted to do with our lives. College, no college, whatever. And so she never cast her, she never cast her own, tried to make us in her image and likeness, if you know what I mean by that. And uh, she just wanted us to live our lives. And so she's been a great mom. One of the most selfless, uh, servant-hearted people I've ever met in my life. Super humble. And uh, really appreciate her. Anyway, we're going to jump into Hebrews 10 here. It's about, it's about 3.45 in the morning, something like that. So I'm going to do my best. I just couldn't sleep anymore. So I'm thankful God's been waking me up early. I haven't kept up with it every day, but we're, we're making the effort. I'm doing more than I expected to do on this time with mom. So anyway, let's just jump into Hebrews 10 here. Um, there's some controversy in this one. This is a very long chapter. I do not think I'm going to get through it in one setting. I'm not going to, trying to keep it under 20. I'm not doing the greatest at that either, but I'm doing my best to keep it at a reasonable amount. So let's just jump into let's just jump into Hebrews 10 and uh, uh, Christ's sacrifice once for all. Hebrews 10. The law is only a shadow of the good things that are coming, not the realities of themselves. For this reason, it can never, by the same sacrifices repeatedly, endlessly, year after year, make perfect those who draw near to worship. If it could, if, if it could, would they have not stopped being offered? For the worshipers would have been cleansed once for all and would no longer have felt guilty for their sins. But those sacrifices are an annual reminder of sin because it's impossible for the blood of bulls and goats to take away sin. Man, there is so much said in that, in those four verses. Uh, the sacrifices were never about taking away sin, but just a reminder. Now, God imputed it to them as righteousness because they were following his law. But God never intended the blood of bulls and goats to take away our sin. He only intended that for the son, for his son, Jesus Christ. And so let's, let's, let's break this down a verse at a time. But very, a lot was said right there. The law is only a shadow of the good things that are coming, not the realities themselves. The law was a shadow of Christ. The law was a shadow of his righteousness. The law was a shadow of Jesus Christ. So simple. The law is a shadow of the good things. Jesus Christ is the good thing that, that are the good things that are coming. The good thing that came was Christ. Jesus Christ and him crucified, died, buried, and resurrected from the dead. That's the good thing. And the law was a shadow of that. The law pointed us towards him. But they, the law wasn't the reality. Jesus Christ fulfilled the law perfectly. So he was what the law was always pointing towards was him. The perfect sacrifice. We went from imperfect sacrifices of bulls and goats to the perfect sacrifice of the Son of God on Calvary to die for the sins of men. That's why he's the only sacrifice that can be accounted for sin. Jesus is it. All this other pagan stuff is just that, pagan. And there's not one God, many names. There is one God, Jehovah God, I am, uh, Adonai, whatever you want to call him, his son, Jesus Christ. And it's that son's blood that takes away sin. 
For this reason, it can never, by the same sacrifices repeated endlessly year after year, make perfect those who draw near to worship. The law could never make people perfect. It could never really change the heart. It was just a repetitive thing they had to do. Again, they were following God's command. They were following the law. They were doing what God said. But this was not the, This was just the shadow, again, pointing towards Christ. Amen. And it didn't make them perfect. And the word perfect means mature. You read perfect in the New Testament most time. It, it couldn't mature. It couldn't bring. Uh, it couldn't take um, these people to a, a mature walk with God. It never could do that. Um, uh, make perfect those who draw near to worship. Again, they drew near to worship. Their hearts were right. They wanted to worship. They want. They offered sacrifices to be close to God. They were doing a good thing. Again, and they were. They, and as as far as where they were in the timeline. That they were doing exactly what God would have them to do at that time. God hadn't sent Christ yet. So they were doing everything they knew to do. They drew a drawing close through the sacrifice to worship God. They were honoring God in the sacrifice. And God's going to honor them in eternity. God's going to honor them for eternity for their faithful service to Him. But it couldn't make them perfect. It couldn't make them mature. It couldn't complete them. And so, But again, they still drew near to worship. So their hearts were right. Amen. Um, if it could, would they have not stopped being offered? For the worshipers would have been cleansed once for all and would no longer feel guilty for their sins. Again, they were never inwardly cleansed. Their heart was never changed. And so they they continued to feel the guilt for their sin. But those of us in Christ, we although we we do feel bad about our sin, we, we don't go sinning, you know, grace is a license to sin, so I'll just keep sinning. No, that's not the point of grace. The point of grace is the redemption you receive through Christ. So we feel bad about our sin, but God's given us the option of repentance. God's given us a way to let it go every day so we can just keep walking with him every day. Otherwise, we'd be weighed down by the burden of our sin and not be able to walk with Christ. The whole point of whole point of Christ was to bring us close to God and your sin, the sin gets in the way. But at the moment... He died on the cross when he said it's finished, the curtain of the temple that represented sin, that three foot thick curtain in the temple between the holy place and most holy place was torn from top to bottom. That showed that God had torn, had destroyed, had ruined through through his sacrifice, through Jesus' sacrifice on the cross. God tore away sin. He tore it apart and opened the way to make to get to God. We still sin. But our sin has been our sin. We've been delivered from our sin. We've been made perfect through Christ. Been made mature. Have a mature walk with God every day as we keep a repentant heart before Him and keep walking with Him. It's a beautiful thing that God's done for us in Christ. That tearing of the curtain from top to bottom is so significant, so significant. What God did there when Christ, the moment He died and sin was atoned for. Again, uh, but those sacrifices are an annual reminder of sin because it's impossible for the blood of bulls and goats to take away sin. Again, the Old Testament was never about taking away sin. It was about reminding us of our sinful nature, reminding us our need for God and our future need for Christ. That's what it was all about in the Old Testament. And again, obedience and all of that. They were still following God to the best of their abilities with what they already knew. Again, they were still trying to worship God, which is beautiful. Let's continue on. Uh, uh, Verse 5 and following, found through 7. Therefore, when Christ came into the world, he said, Sacrifice and offering you did not desire, but a body you prepared for me. With burnt offerings and sin offerings you were not pleased. Then I said, Here I am, it is written about me in the scroll. I have come to do your will, O God. 
hardly continue when I read this. Let me, this just, this is this, in one verse, the whole thing of Christ is laid out there. Sacrifice and offering you did not desire. Jesus is speaking to his father here. Therefore, when Christ came into the world, he said, sacrifice and offering you did not desire. He didn't desire the sacrifice and offering, but a body you prepared for me. Why did Christ come in the flesh? Why did he have to be born of a virgin? Why was Mary impregnated by the Holy Spirit? Because God had to prepare a body for Christ. This from the very beginning, from eternity past to eternity future, this has been about one thing. Jesus Christ and him crucified. This is about the redemption of men. From the very beginning, before he created the world, he always knew what he was going to do. He was going to prepare his son who was with him, with the Holy Spirit, in eternity past, before all these things came to pass. He always knew he was going to prepare a body for his son. Why? Because without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness of sin. He had to prepare a body that could be broken, that could die, that could be saved sacrificed for the sin singular of men I sacrifice and offer you did not desire but a body you prepared for me this is why it's just Jesus Christ and him alone way truth and life no one comes to the father but by him his was the body think about that the whole purpose of Jesus being born was to die the whole purpose of Jesus being born was to, to make a way for the sacrifice for sin the whole reason Jesus came in the earth as a human being as a man was to be sacrificed for the sins of men man that, that verse right there should just blow your mind. You should write that and put it on your refrigerator to show you the amount of love God has for you. Sacrifice and offer you did not desire, but a body you prepared for me. Whew, I could diatribe on this forever. That verse, verse 7, I mean, uh, yeah, verse 5, 10, verse 5. A sacrifice and offer you did not desire, but a body you prepared for me. God prepared his son's body. From birth until death, he made a way for us through the body of Christ. Whew, that's enough. I, I just, I could go on. I'm ten and a half minutes in and I'm in five verses. <laughs> With burnt offerings and sin offerings, you are not pleased. Then I said, then Jesus said, here am I. It is written about me in the scroll. I have come to do your will, O God. Jesus said, here I am. It's written about me. You wrote about me, Father, in the Old Testament. You wrote about me in the scroll. I've come to do your will. What was God's will for Jesus Christ, his only begotten son, his only innocent son, the only innocent man to ever live his whole life out in innocence? It was always God's will to do one thing, to sacrifice his son for the sins of men. Don't tell me. You don't believe the nonsense that God don't love you. If things aren't going right in your life, if things are falling apart, if things are, I'm not, and I'm not denigrating your, your troubles. Troubles are troubles. They're no fun. We all have troubles and they're no fun going through troubles. I understand that. But don't measure God by your troubles. Don't measure God by your loss. Don't measure God by death that has come to your life. Don't measure God by your dead kid. 
that died of cancer. Don't measure God by your wife who left you. Don't measure God by the loss of your job. Don't measure God by COVID. Don't measure God by these outer circumstances that we're all experiencing life in some form or fashion to a lesser and greater degree. You measure God by his son. Here I am and has written about me as scroll. I've come to do your will. You measure God by Jesus Christ and him crucified. You want to measure God? And again, I'm not saying putting God to the test, but you want to measure the love of God. You want to see how much he loved you. Jesus Christ and him crucified, the body prepared for him before the creation of the world. The Bible says in Revelation, he was crucified before the creation of the world. That body had been prepared before the creation of the world to be crucified, died, buried, resurrected from the dead to make a way for the sin, for sin of men. Don't think that God don't love you. Jesus Christ and him crucified, the body prepared for your sins, for my sins. That's what this thing is all about. Jesus Christ and him crucified. That's all I want to talk about is him crucified. That's what Paul says. You know, I, I was determined to know one thing. Jesus Christ and him crucified. Corinthians, 2 Corinthians, I think. That's about the body. God made a way for your sin before you ever had sin. God made a way for your sin before you were ever born. God made a way for you before he created the world. The body prepared for you and me. Let's keep going on. And he did the will of God. Jesus said, I speak nothing outside of what the Father gives me to speak. In the garden, he prays. One of the most sorrowful prayers in the Bible. You know, Father, take this cup from me. You know, you can do anything, Father. You can do anything, God. Take this cup from me, but not my will. Your will be done. You should pray the same thing. Lord, I'm not enjoying this. I'm not enjoying this sorrow. I'm not enjoying this, this loss of my kid. I'm not enjoying what I'm going through right here. But not my will, your will be done. Just keep me through it. That's what he did with Christ. He kept him through the sacrifice all the way unto death. He kept him. Let's continue on. First he said, sacrifice and offerings and burn off. Sacrifice on burnt offerings and sin offerings. You did not desire, nor were you pleased with them. Although the law required them to be made. Then he said, here am I, I have come to do your will. He sets aside the first to establish the second. And by that will, we have been made holy through the sacrifice of the body of Jesus Christ for all. There it is, what I just diatribed on. That's uh, verses 8 through 10. First of all, sacrifice and offerings, burnt offerings, sins, and sin offerings you, were not de- you, were, you, you did not desire, nor were you pleased with them. And then in parentheses, although the law required them to be made. So, again... He, he was he wanted to point to Christ so he offered the bodies of innocent animals because they're innocent they have no sin nature they're just innocent running around in innocence he offered this innocent animals body and blood for our sacrifice again then he said here am I have come to do your will just like we read he set aside the first he set aside the first to establish second what does that mean he set aside the law through Christ crucified to establish grace. That's what that means. The law has set aside. The the schoolmaster came. The law is the schoolmaster that came. That points us to Christ. That's in Romans, I think. The law is the schoolmaster. Look up schoolmaster. If you're going to Google this, schoolmaster. It's 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 the it's in the it's in the New International and other places. The law was the schoolmaster that pointed us to Christ. And now that Christ has come, the schoolmaster must be put away. He established again. He set aside the first, the schoolmaster, the law which got us to Christ to, uh, to establish the second. The law got us to Christ, but he set it aside. It's done. 
That's why you can't have, you can't live by law and grace. You can't take part of the law and, you know, apply it to your life as far as just living, living a legalistically righteous life. You're either, that's what the Galatians, the problem with the Galatians, they wanted to be circumcised. One of the first challenges in the New Testament church was between Jew and Gentile, the Jewish and Gentile expression of the church, and the Jews wanted the Gentiles to be sacrificed. And Paul said, Paul said in Galatians, who's bewitched you? You started with grace and now you're going back to law? Man, that happens to most of us in Christ. We start out receiving Christ by faith, through repentance, through confession. And then all of a sudden we want to go right back under law. Okay, tell me the rules, God. You know what the rules are? Love the Lord. Here's the two rules. I'm going to give you the rules. I'm giving you the secret to the whole thing. You want to know the rules? And walking with Christ, here it is. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And love your neighbor as yourself. Those are the two rules. There you go. <laughs> if you love your neighbor and love God, you're fulfilling the whole law. Fulfilling the command by that grace. That helps you to love God and love your neighbor. There it is. But God did not want people continuing on with law. They cancel each other. You can't live. It's like matter and antimatter. They cancel each other out. Law and grace cancel each other out. You either have law or you have grace. You don't get both. It doesn't work that way. Let's continue on. And by that will, we have been made holy through the sacrifice of the body of Jesus Christ once for all. There it is right there. And by that will, by the will of God, this is God's will. This is God's choice. This is God's decision. Why? I have no idea. But he chose to do it this way. Because he's sovereign, just, and holy. He can do whatever he wants. Other than sin, lie, or change. <laughs> you always got to throw that in. The three things God can't do because it violates his character. That's why, you know why he can't do some things? Because it violates his character. To sin would violate his character. To lie would violate his character. And to change would violate his character. You can't violate the character of God. God can't violate God. It doesn't work that way. He, he can't do those things because it would violate him. He can't violate himself. It's impossible. He's holy. So, again, and by that will, the will of God, we have been made holy. You've been made holy. Get a hold of that one. That's in the Bible. I just read that. Verse 10. You've been made holy. Holy, spotless, without blemish or wrinkle. Where? In your spirit, man. In the physical, look at this. Does this look holy to you? I don't think so. It ain't real pretty. <laughs> I'm, I'm, by the way, if you're listening to the podcast, I'm pointing at my face right now. <laughs> if you can see what I'm seeing, you can be going, that ain't holy. That's ugly. That's ugly. <laughs> my face ain't been made holy, but my spirit man has been. And set apart, pure and holy, set apart with God forever. Amen. That nothing can separate me from the love of God. Man made holy through the sacrifice of the body of Jesus Christ once for all. We have been made holy through Jesus Christ and him crucified. That's how we've been made holy through the sacrifice of the body of Jesus Christ. And it's once for all. What he did on the cross was once for all. It will never happen again. It never needs to happen again. You've been made holy through the sacrifice of the body of Jesus Christ once for all. I'm stopping there. This is going to take me three or four to get through this one. My goodness. I'm, eight, I'm 19 minutes in, 10 verses. This reminds me of Ephesians. That you got to go over this. you got to get a hold of this. You've been made. If you're in Christ, you're holy. Your spirit man is holy and set apart for God forever. You're holy. By the sacrifice of the body of Jesus Christ, the body prepared for for him and for us since the, before the creation of the world, Jesus Christ crucified. 
That's why all this world religion nonsense, let's form a one world religion, it's not possible. Because you have to have the body and blood of Christ sacrificed for your sin. That's how you get saved. That's how you go to heaven. Through the sacrifice of the body of Jesus Christ. Don't let anybody deceive you. Unless you have faith in the sacrifice of the body of Jesus Christ. His blood shed for you on the cross. You are not saved. You're not going to make it. It's only through you, by faith, accepting that blood to cover and wash away your sin that you will make it to the kingdom of God. That's it. Again, I don't care what the Pope says. I don't care what all these other religious things. We're all together. We're brothers. No. We're all, we're all children of God. No, we're not. Jesus said the Pharisees were children of the devil. There's a whole lot more children of the devil than there are children of God in the earth. There's a whole lot more children of the devil that are on the broad path leading to destruction than children of God through Jesus Christ and his body sacrificed that are on the narrow way that leads to life. And only a few, therefore, find that. But it's so simple. The body of Christ. The body of Christ. The body of Christ. Just write that on your fridge. The body of Christ. Just to remind yourself, it's his body sacrifice. It's his blood sacrifice. The body of Christ. That's what it's about. Him and him alone. <laughs> Hope you enjoyed this. <laughs> I sure had fun. Get my mind expanded. I love doing these studies like this. I love verse by verse in the Bible. As I listen to this forever in the truck, going down the road, on first on cassette, then on CD, and now digitally, you know, for 20-some years. <laughs> You can't get enough of this. So anyway, it's Christ and Christ alone. That's it. Love you, love you, can't get enough of you. Hope you enjoyed it today. (laughs) 10 verses, 21 minutes. I am pitiful.